Hello, this is Supriti from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 4th of May. India registered more than 3,57,000 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, taking the tally in the country to over 2 crores 2 lakhs. The number of active cases in the country stands at 34,47,000. The death toll climbed by 3,449 to over 2,22,000. Bihar Chief Minister Nitish Kumar has announced a lockdown in the state till May 15th. The decision came a day after the Patna High Court asserted that the state government should enforce lockdown or the court will order it. The judges said that the state government had no action plan to deal with the health crisis. Stating the inefficacy of any stringent measures, the court said, and I quote, We had directed the state government to prepare a comprehensive action plan for COVID-19 management on April 15th, and since then, we have been reiterating during every hearing on the PILs of the pandemic, but to no avail, end quote. It added that whatever plans the state government had submitted were not up to the mark, and no effective steps had been taken since April 15th. For the first time in the last 30 days, Maharashtra's daily coronavirus cases dropped below 50,000 to 48,000 in the last 24 hours. With 567 more patients succumbing to the disease, the cumulative death toll has increased to 70,851. However, India Today reported that this drop is no real cause for joy, as the sharp decline in COVID-19 cases in Maharashtra on May 2nd and May 3rd came along with a significant drop in testing samples. The publication reported that Maharashtra's positivity rate, which was in its mid-20s in mid-April, came down to early 20s when it increased testing in the second part of April. The positivity rate, however, increased to 23% on May 3rd, as the sample testing dropped by about 46,000. Meanwhile, Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal today has announced that his government will provide free rations to cardholders for two months. He also announced financial assistance of Rs 5,000 for auto rickshaw and taxi drivers affected by the lockdown in the city. Delhi has also received its first COVID-19 care centre with its own oxygen plant at the Commonwealth Games Village Sports Complex, according to reports by ANI. The city, however, is still facing an acute shortage of oxygen. The Delhi High Court had asked the centre to provide details of oxygen concentrators that were stuck at the Customs Department for clearance. Yesterday evening, the Central Board of Indirect Taxes and Customs had issued a clarification that there wasn't any consignment of 3,000 oxygen concentrators with the customs authorities. Later, the agency had tweeted that about 300 oxygen concentrators from Hong Kong, stuck from April 30th, were cleared by customs in Delhi. The Surat Fire Department in Gujarat has issued notices to 10 COVID-19 care centres and hospitals in the city for not following fire safety measures. Moreover, a report by Indian Express shows that Gujarat is also facing a shortage of diagnostic kits for blood tests. These kits are used to determine the extent of coronavirus infection. Earlier, the state faced a shortage of rapid antigen test and RT-PCR test kits. Globally, the coronavirus has now infected 153.1 million people and killed over 3.20 million since the pandemic broke out in December 2019, according to Johns Hopkins University. Following a request from the United Kingdom, samples of the double-mutant Indian variant of the coronavirus are being sent to London to enable wider studies on the effectiveness of the existing vaccines against it. 
The double mutant variant named B1617 was first discovered in the Vidarbha region of Maharashtra in December last year. It has become the focus of global attention now because of its possible role in triggering India's second wave of infections. As the deadly second wave of the coronavirus pandemic overwhelms India, people are desperately looking for aid, medical oxygen, medicine, hospital beds and food. And with the central and state governments seemingly unable to keep up with the demand, volunteers, citizen groups and civil society associations have stepped forward to provide assistance to the needy. They are doing their best, often at great personal risk, but they can do with a helping hand. So, if you want to help, financially or in some other way, we have compiled a list which is by no means exhaustive of a few groups and volunteers that you can contribute to. You can find the report on our website which is titled Want to help in COVID relief? You can assist these groups and volunteers. The Allahabad High Court has ordered the release of a section of convicts under trials and those in jail for failing to pay fines. According to ANI, the decision is meant to uncrowd prisons amid the surge in coronavirus cases. Judicial officers have been directed to release the prisoners on parole or on a final bail. The court also extended the relief period of prisoners who are already on parole by another 60 days. The decision came after the Bar Council of Uttar Pradesh last week wrote to Acting Chief Justice of Allahabad High Court, Sanjay Yadav. In the letter, Council Chairman R.K. Agarwal had urged for interim bail to those facing trials or to those who have been sentenced to a jail term of seven years or less. R.K. Agarwal in his letter pointed out media reports indicating doubling of infection during the last two weeks after several inmates tested positive as COVID-19 protocols were ignored in jails. On May 1st, former Rashtriya Janta Dal MP from Bihar Siwan, Mohammad Shahbuddin, died in a Delhi hospital after testing positive for coronavirus while in Tihar jail. This was a day after the centre had asked the states to earmark appropriate health facilities for prison inmates who test positive for the coronavirus and that they cannot be treated at a hospital within the jail premises. Numerous such cases were reported right after. Reports of prisoners getting infected have emerged from Chandigarh and Madurai as well. The Bharatiya Janta Party has said that it will stage a countrywide dharna on Wednesday against the reported post-poll violence in Bengal. The BJP has accused the Trinamool Congress of unleashing the violence. The party tweeted and I quote, This protest will be held following all COVID protocols across all organisational mandals of the BJP. End quote. The BJP claimed that six of its members were killed and the party's officers were vandalised by Trinamool Congress supporters, according to the Indian Express. The TMC has denied the charge and has claimed that four of its workers were killed instead. BJP leaders, including State Unit Chief Dilip Ghosh and Party General Secretary Kailash Vijayvargiya, tweeted videos of the alleged instance of violence. Various reports have put the number of deaths between 8 and 11. However, there has been no official confirmation yet by the state police. The alleged violence took place after the Mamta Banerjee-led party on Sunday emerged victorious in the West Bengal Assembly polls, winning 213 seats, way beyond the majority mark of 148. The BJP managed to secure only 77 constituencies. In view of the violence, Banerjee has also appealed for peace. She said that the elections are now over and that sometimes they do become very heated. She added while requesting to stay peaceful that there is no denying that the Bharatiya Janata Party and the central forces have committed atrocities. 
The Union Ministry of Home Affairs said that it has sought a report from the West Bengal government about alleged incidents of post-election violence against opposition political workers in the state. Meanwhile, politicians hit out at the BJP for its decision to hold the dharna when India was reporting an alarming rise in coronavirus cases. Speaking of West Bengal, we have a new report that is part of our NL Sena series called Assembly Elections 2021. Samrat X takes an analytical look at the mammoth eight-phase election that took the state by storm. Head over to our website and read his piece, which is titled BJP's David versus TMC's Goliath, Why the TMC was the lesser evil. While you're there, you can also check out Prati Gol's report on the brewing anger in Bhopal against their member of parliament, Pragya Thakur. Furious citizens have circulated missing person posters as more people beg for oxygen, hospital beds and medicines. The report is titled, Have You Seen Our MP? As cases climb in Bhopal, Pragya Singh Thakur is nowhere to be found. We at News Laundry recognize the importance of holding power to account and amplifying the voice of the people. Our greatest priority is making sure that our readers are equipped with thorough and balanced reportage. We are an independent news platform producing podcasts, ground reports, interviews, videos, media critique and much more. And if you support our vision, then please do consider subscribing. Our lowest subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. Former Maharashtra Home Minister Anil Deshmukh has moved the Bombay High Court, seeking to quash the FIR filed against him by the CBI on corruption charges. Deshmukh has sought interim protection from coercive action by the central agency during the pendency of the plea. It was filed through advocate Sunali Jadav, according to the Bar and Bench. The High Court is likely to take up the application for an urgent hearing this week. The CBI had filed the FIR against Deshmukh on April 24th and had searched his home. It has charged Deshmukh under Section 7 of the Prevention of Corruption Act that deals with illegal gratification obtained by a public servant and for criminal conspiracy under Section 120B of the Indian Penal Code. The central agency had summoned the former Home Minister for questioning on April 12th, after former Mumbai Police Commissioner Parambir Singh had accused him of directing his subordinates to extort money from bars, restaurants and hotels in Mumbai. In the first major in-person diplomatic gathering of G7 foreign ministers, External Affairs Minister S. Jay Shankar will meet his counterparts from the other member countries to discuss decisive action on critical global issues such as threats to democracy. UK Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab will lead the discussions on pressing geopolitical issues that threaten to undermine democracy, freedoms and human rights. This includes the military crisis in Myanmar, violence in Ethiopia and the war in Syria. The Foreign Commonwealth and Development Office said that the UK as the host nation will be using the working dinner to outline Britain's vision for cooperation between the G7 and the nations of the Indo-Pacific region. This is to develop stronger trade ties, ensure stability and tackle issues relevant to climate change. At least 23 people were killed and 70 injured after a metro overpass collapsed in Mexico City while a train was passing on it. Dramatic footage circulated on social media and broadcast by local news channels shows the overpass collapsing at the Olivo station. According to the BBC, Mexico City Mayor Claudia Sheinbaum confirmed the death toll after she arrived at the crash site to coordinate the search and rescue operation. 
Several train carriages plunged to the ground, crushing at least one car which was on a busy road underneath. Local residents had reported cracks in the structure after a deadly 2017 earthquake. Mexico's El Universal newspaper says transport authorities had made repairs following the reports. Rescue efforts were briefly interrupted at midnight because the partially hanging train was very weak and a crane had to be brought in. Mayor Sheehan said, and I quote, There are still people trapped inside the train, though we don't know if they are alive. End quote. Mexico City has the second largest metro system in North America, after New York City's subway. This was the second major accident for the system this year. In January, a fire broke out at a downtown substation, leaving one dead and shutting down several major lines for weeks. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe and hold on during these difficult times. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.